0: The thing was is that what you helped me do is you helped me design something that gave me the time back so I could do the things I want to do. And that was the key because I was doing everything.
1: So the big question is, how can physical therapists create a successful career earning six figures or more and give patients the care they need without relying on insurance companies for reimbursement? If you want to learn the answers to those questions and more, then you've come to the right place. My name is Dr. Aaron LeBauer, physical therapist, business coach, serial entrepreneur, and author of the Cash PT Blueprint. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, welcome back to the Cash
2: PT Lunch Hour podcast. This is your host, Aaron LeBauer, and today my special guest is Preston Brown. Preston is a physical therapist and has a in-home physical therapy business up in Wisconsin, in Rancine, Wisconsin. I spent a ton of time racing bikes in Wisconsin. And Preston's one of those interesting people who came to me and said, Aaron, I want to start a cash practice. And I said, what do you have going? And he told me, and I was like, keep it, let's build that. And so I want Preston to come on the show to share a little about uh, with you guys about what he's doing and how he's found some success. So thank you so much, Preston, for being here. Oh, and Preston was a speaker at BT BizCon. So I I had to bring him on the show and make sure that uh, he could share his knowledge with you guys in even more depth. So thanks for being here, Preston. I
0: appreciate it, Aaron. Yes. And I appreciate the opportunity. PT BizCon was awesome and being on the podcast is even better. So
2: thank you. Awesome, man. Well, I would love it if you just share with uh, people a little bit about how how'd you get started in this whole physical therapy thing anyways? You know, do you have like, you know, was there something that, you experience growing up, you're like, I'm going to be a physical therapist. I know that's what I'm doing.
0: You know? Absolutely, my friend, because I tore my ACL in high school playing basketball. And what I did is I was going through rehab. And at the time, I didn't understand it. I was with a student, majority of the time, my PT was actually doing other things. I was with a student. Student was actually from Madison, Wisconsin, or UW, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And that's where I ended up going for PT school. And what I did is I wanted to help people, you know, become better. And at that time, I thought I would work with athletes primarily. And Lo and behold, I'm here now. I'm working with athletes who are 65 and over right. and making them better as ever. So, yeah.
2: That's awesome, man. So, what sport did you play? Were you like soccer, basketball, something? Like
0: yeah. Cut, you know? I was I was basketball, track, volleyball, and then um, primarily basketball is what okay. I did. So, were you soccer.
2: playing basketball when you tore your ACL? Yep. Is that it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was uh, – this is – a uh, crazy story but it was senior year I was going up for a layup end of the practice we had a yeah. first game and tore the ACL oh
2: man so you did you miss your whole senior season whole season wow out. wow and I guess that I think I took going to Duke to play basketball there <laughs> out of the picture
0: exactly man and I was actually on varsity all four years so uh-huh. that was my senior year I was pumped
2: for it and Prepped all summer and yeah, there you man. Go. So, how do you think, like looking back, how that experience um, affect you today? Like, how has that how has that affected you? And do you think has it changed the way you look at, you know, problems or um, obstacles and challenges, something like that? Absolutely.
0: Uh, what it has done for me, first off, it it makes me understand the patient relationship that I have with my patients and clients. It helps me, first off, have a mindset that if I put my mind to it, I could get back to doing what I loved. And at mm. that time, I thought we were going to go to state and we we're going to be in the finals. And then I would come back and play. But unfortunately, we didn't make it there. So I wasn't clear to play. And uh, yeah, so it helped me with tenacity, I would say.
2: Yeah. Awesome, man. So. You graduate high school. You go to college. Did you go like straight to PT school? Did you do anything in between? Uh, straight to PT school. Yeah. 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 And were you like when you graduated? Did you just go out and get a job? Did you know like you wanted to be like a business owner at that time? Like how? What was that journey from PT school to you know owning your own business?
0: Well, it was a journey with Madison's platform. Basically, we did a lot of continuing classes, and Mm -hmm. uh, obviously we did our clinicals, but when I was there doing the clinicals, I did rounds in ortho, I did rounds in skilled nursing, and I did rounds in uh, also like geriatric outpatient type-based facility, and I realized I loved doing my job, but what happened was I got a job as an outpatient PT, I was overworked. I had a lot of demand. I had documentation. I had a lot of things going on with that. I felt exhausted, got another job and I was more on my own. So I did a lot of independent stuff. My boss was very nice about that. She let me do what I wanted to do. But then I realized that, uh, I could probably do something like this and help people more. However, the company I was working for at the time, they didn't want me to do more. Like say, if I discharge someone, they didn't want me to see them and continue with them. They just wanted me to cut that relationship. Uh, They wanted me to continue to see more people, more income, uh, more productivity standards. I thought it was like treating a person like a person. Some people wanted to come back into the therapy gym just to do exercises. And I mm-hmm. thought that was cool to do, but they didn't like that idea. <laughs> right? So I, I started to look into starting a business and yeah, mm-hmm. I started off as a
2: solo provider. Yeah. So what was your, when you, when you started business, were you doing it on the side while you were working full time or do you remember like, what was your first step that you took to, to start doing that?
0: Yeah. So what I did is I started researching way too much. (laughs) I shouldn't have done as much research. But what I did is I started researching. I ended up quitting my full-time job. Mm -hmm. I started with other part-time jobs that I already had. I worked full-time and then I had other part-time jobs. So I just bumped up the as-needed PRN jobs and I started my own
2: thing. Yeah. Awesome. And did you start just going to people's homes doing training or physical therapy or because right now, so right now you've got a business that you're, I think, going to some people's homes, but doing a lot in facilities and, and that kind of thing. So like, how'd you get started and tell us, tell me about like, where, where that lead you to where you are today?
0: Right. So what I did is I started a uh, contract. I was doing mm-hmm. contract work, and that was in skilled nursing. It was also in facilities, and it was, when I say facilities, I mean like assisted living, independent living, mm-hmm. uh, senior facilities. Also, I was, I was contracting with outpatient facilities as well, and then I started doing home health as contract. So yeah. it was primarily all my business, but what I did is I started to realize that the flexibility of being able to go to people's homes or on site, that just, it just meshed well with
2: how I was living my life at the time and yeah. schedule. So yeah. so did you start basically as a, working as a contractor for other companies and then start kind of making your own contracts with Places is that what
0: absolutely you're so? Yeah, I did a all all through my own business at the time. So I did all the contracts. We set everything up, but what I did is I started to get people who knew word of mouth and they knew me. So then mm-hmm. what I did is I started getting contracts with insurance companies. So I had contract business with agencies or facilities, and then I had con or, uh, contracts with insurance
2: companies. Right, so, right, awesome, mm-hmm. and you've you got a couple kids, right? They're like, what, four and six-ish, something like that?
0: Two and four, yeah. Two and four, okay. Hey, man, they can't grow that fast.
2: (laughs) You know, I mean, for kids, I always estimate old. For adults, I always estimate way young.
0: (laughs) But they look like they're four and six. That's how they're 90th percentile.
2: Wow. Wow! Yeah. Yeah, one of my daughters is like, 85th percentile, tallest in her class. The other one's like 100th percentile. You know, I'm six <laughs> three, awesome. and my wife's five so. yeah, ten. Yeah. that's awesome. So you clearly did this with your kids. Um, well, here, let's. I want to come back to that in a minute. But so you started this business by yourself, but now today you've got seven employees. You've Correct. got a lot of different. Well, you've got different contracts. Like, can you tell us a little bit about where your business is right now? Right. So actually,
0: eight employees. The primary function of our businesses we do physical therapy occupational therapy and also that's the side of skilled but then i have a fitness and wellness business that i do online and i also do uh on-site fitness and wellness for agencies and companies
2: awesome because you were doing some of that too kind of like i think some training for people because you said that people wanted to continue working with you right so can you just tell us some of the listeners about how do you do that in your business? How do you differentiate between training and physical therapy and what are some of the programs uh, that you're offering people? Awesome question. So when you differentiate between physical,
0: skilled, PT, and then wellness, fitness services, I myself came up with a tree, so to speak. So it's a flow chart. If this person meets this criteria, then this person is going to go down that side of the flowchart. If they don't meet that criteria, then they go on this side of the flowchart. Some of this comes from insurance companies. What they dictate is as mm-hmm. medical necessary, medically necessary. Mm-hmm. And also, too, some of this is from individuals, what their goals are, where they are in function, and things like that. So it's it's not always cut and dry, but it's it's something that, you can do as a, if I'm talking to other PT providers out there, you can do it. It's just the point of, I like things to be nice and neat. So I set a flow chart up.
2: Mm -hmm. Is there some way that like one of the easy markers on the flow chart or easy ways to identify whether someone like this is fitness and wellness versus this is physical therapy, or occupational therapy?
0: Absolutely. So if PT and OT, if someone has an injury that they can't do certain things, like a they can't put the shirt on, they can't do cooking meals, they can't do things like they normally did before, going up and down stairs, Mm. getting out to the community. Those things constitute typically as medically necessary. Fitness and wellness, if it's something that isn't skilled, meaning that you're just helping someone continue what they're doing, a program that you already designed with your skilled PT knowledge. Right. They're just doing it, say a caregiver, someone that you would normally train to do, and it's not a skilled service, that, that's something that you could do as fitness or wellness, at least uh, depending on the situation, obviously, but that's, that's how we design it.
2: Okay, awesome, and you guys are doing some of the fitness, wellness in person and online, right? Correct. What's the difference between those two kinds of programs or the different services or reasons people enroll in those?
0: Yeah. So in, in person, sometimes people want attention one-on-one care meaning they want us just to be there. They want us there. I also have group exercise programs that we do. And what I did during uh, this uncertain time is I developed, since we can't do group, we can't congregate in groups I developed an online program, so Mm -hmm. I help people in that online program and also individually, if they need help,
2: we we discuss that. Awesome. What's your online program? Like, you know, like, can you tell us a little bit about it? Who's it for? And how do you get people over 65 to, you know, figure out the internet? (laughs) Good. (laughs) You know what, man, Uh, some people are great at the internet. They're over 65, like,
0: That, that's one of those myths, uh, myth busters, is right. that, man, I'm like, wow. But um, what I did, what I, it's called Sit, Get Fit, mm-hmm. and Stay mm-hmm. Safe at Home. But it's sitgetfit.com sit, is what it yeah. is, sitgetfit.com. So you can go on there and look at it. But what it is, is that I designed the uh, fitness program, six-week program, and it's all online. The thing is, is the platform I used is specifically design so it's easy to use uh-huh. and I I created when people join they get videos on how to do it I created uh, PDFs for them so it's like screenshot of click here tap here
2: you know there yeah. so it, it's yeah awesome man with that in mind yeah yeah because maybe it's like my dad's 85 so maybe it's over 80 but you know he's you know like my uncle posted some like facebook live video last week and it's just his forehead of him looking at his phone and he's just like you know you can you know it was up there for days It's like you can delete it you know it's like the third time he's done that
0: but I say some people are
2: right <laughs> some
0: are like right. I, I'll, I'll talk about my my family, my mom yeah. she was like one she called it Facebook, you know, mm-hmm. myspace and facebook, yeah, yeah, she's just one that is not about technology, however, she's gone through the program and mm-hmm. I know
2: how to use it that's awesome Dude, what was that movie with Owen Wilson and um what's his name uh what's his name and they went to they were talking about. The, they were getting, they were interviewing. It was like the intern, right? They were interviewing at oh, Google, yeah, sure. and they called yeah. it on the line or something like that. <laughs> I imagine exactly, that,
1: yeah,
2: right? Awesome. But I, I will say, look, I'm Gen X, and I'm at the back. I'm in the younger end of Gen X, and there are people my age and younger who can't use the internet, can't download things, and you know, I mean, Absolutely. it's a that's a barrier, isn't it? It is a barrier. <laughs> and
0: what you do when you're coming up with a program, and I'm going to just say, man, somebody that has great knowledge, that's sitting on the other side of the screen right now, on the side of this microphone, Mr. Aaron Labauer told me, hey, man, you have to talk to the people, build it for them, or get what they want, and then you build it. Ask them. I went to my audience, and I asked them, what is it that you need? What is it that you want? And a lot of people don't want a lot of bells and whistles. So you don't have to put all that stuff in there. They just want simple stuff that they can tap on. Or, I actually uh, am creating a DVD for this. Mm-hmm. Wow. Some people awesome. said, "Hey, I, I would rather you know I pop it in DVD player, or my my mom, you know, doesn't want to use the tablet; she'd rather use the DVD player." Yeah, cool.
2: Yeah, awesome. I'm create a DVD. a <laughs> DVD and a couple tapes? Don't forget. And leg warmers. (laughs) Right. That's awesome, man. You know, it's interesting. And I I mentioned this in the intro of the show. And I remember we first chatted about a year ago. You were like, hey, Aaron, I want to, you were working by yourself. And you're like, hey, I want to move this into a cash practice because I want to simplify my life. I want more time with my family. You know, and I think I told you, I said, look, you don't need to do that. Can you tell me, like, like, why did you think you wanted to move into a cash practice? And what did you think when I told you, like, not to do that right away? well,
0: (laughs) the honest answer was, huh, that's interesting. Why wouldn't you think that would be a good idea when you are a cash PT guru, right? And you're a person that has done it for so long and thinking to myself, I'm like, why? You know, that's like almost like going to a Mercedes dealership and you're trying to sell them a Ford. Mm -hmm. No, you're trying to sell them the Mercedes, right? Right. So I was just kind of, Stepping back. But then that's one of the things I instill in PTs. I work with, with Mm -hmm. coaching too. Like you have to be flexible. You have to also be a learner and you have Mm -hmm. to think about that. But the biggest thing I thought at that time is I was having issues with insurance because, you know, they dictate a lot of things and we all know that there's a lot of different barriers with insurance. But The thing was, is that what you helped me do is you helped me design something that gave me the time back so I could do the things I want to do. And that was the key because I was doing everything. And I mean, it's good to know, you know, all the things I know. However, you know, there comes a time when it takes a toll on you. And that's why I needed to get out of there and out of that space and get into a better space.
2: What's the number one thing that you did that gave you back more time? What I did is I worked on myself. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And then what I did is I worked on myself because that's, that helped me get the energy I needed to do what I needed to do. I also, I'm going to say part two of that (laughs) answer is I hired people Mm -hmm. to help me do the things I do. And those, the seven slash eight, because I have a part-time person now, that person uh, or the rock stars that I hired, they are better than me. Right. Because we created a culture. We, we go to people, we help people and that's what we do. That's the first thing we do is we just help.
2: Mm-hmm. So that's awesome, man. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Like I know there are people out there and I was one of them like seven, eight years ago. I was like, I'm never going to hire someone like it's you know too much risk, too much work or something like that. Like, had you, did you ever have that kind of feeling or were you just like, no, I got to do this? Mm-hmm. All
0: right. So let's step back. I started my business in 2011. Yeah. It is
2: 2020.
0: Mm-hmm. And I hired them in 2019. Right. <laughs> Eight years of doing that to mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was scared, I was afraid. I was nervous. I was going to spend a a whole bunch of money and not know what to do. I wasn't sure of myself that I could help people be better. I wasn't sure how I could help people become better. Yeah, it it was a big fear. But what I did is I worked on myself to build that confidence, to build my expertise in how to manage and help people become better. That's awesome. Yeah, that's what we do as PTs.
2: Yeah. Yeah. What's the number when you say I worked on myself? Like some mm-hmm. people are probably like, I don't know what the hell he means. Like what what do you mean by that? Like what's the number one thing that you did or or thing that you changed or mindset thing that you learned?
0: Yeah. So what I did is I started to realize what I was saying to myself was a lot of self-doubt. Mm-hmm. All the things I was just saying before, I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't or I can't or I I'm I'm afraid, because that was the key at that mm-hmm. point in time, when I started my business, I wasn't sure how I would get referrals now today, I don't worry about that because there are ways we get referrals, and that's how you build yourself up because right. you create a culture. The other thing was is that when I was talking to myself so you know depressingly, uh, it was just something that I did not realize I was doing all the time. And then my health, you know, I wasn't taking care of my body. I wasn't doing the things I needed to do. I wasn't spending time in relationships that I needed to like with my family. Mm-hmm. And especially when the kids came, because I was working in my solo PT business prior to when the kids came and it was, it was manageable because, you know, I was doing it without the kids there. But then when I have, two beautiful children that want me to be there and I need to be there for them and my wife and my family, then I had to do something about that. And that's where I started to
2: work on myself. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I know, like, I've had similar things where it's like, for me, it was putting myself around a few different people and I could see myself in them and go, wait a minute, I'm telling myself, basically, it's the negative self-talk, I'm telling myself I shouldn't be doing these, you know, things, but like these other guys are doing it. And like, I'm, I'm just like them. I was, it's like, okay. And yeah, you've got to, got to do that every day almost. Right. Like I've got a reminder that comes, I set to come up about every three days. It says, you are a fucking badass. <laughs> Which you are. Right. Yeah, oh, thanks, that, man. That explains it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I just need, you know, like some days we need that. Right. right. You know, I, the negative stuff is, comes through the filter a whole lot easier than all the positive stuff. It yes. definitely does.
0: I was gonna say, and like with like anything you like one of the biggest things was is I just wanted everything to be perfect. Like mm-hmm. I, I needed it to be perfect. And just being okay with it being perfectly imperfect or just taking that imperfect action, even though it's right. not something that's gonna be a hundred percent every single time, you just get better. It's it's basketball it's like whatever you do in your life right now it's it's you practice and it's the same thing it's muscle memory you start Mm -hmm. to build that confidence and it it comes
2: that's awesome man so how you we talked a little bit about your family and i I want to address this too because a lot of people are like well i got kids coming or i've got kids i don't have time you know or you know baby's on the way i'll start when i get done i mean how, how are you managing growing a business from one to eight employees you know, seeing all these people doing a coaching business. I know you're working on a book, like how are you doing all this and spending time with your family and kids? What
0: I do is I schedule things. Mm -hmm. That was a big thing. And what you have to try, if you are someone who has kids or are planning to have kids, you have to be okay. If you're someone who needs the house to be tidy, you have to be okay to let it go a little bit, or you might have to let some things go that don't necessarily matter that you might think matter before children, because I'm speaking to my, about myself before I had kids Mm -hmm. to after, because the thing is, is that if you are doing your business, if you're doing, if you're creating a career for yourself and your family, that's why you're doing it. And you have to take care of yourself during that process. And the big things I did is I started to work on uh, how productive I was, meaning not necessarily like productivity with patience, I was working on productivity with, all right, these are the things I need to get done today. And I'm going to be happy if I create this list of four things. And I did all four things. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people dip into your time and you have to be okay with not getting back to people that aren't necessarily maybe filling your bucket because there might be people who are going to pull you down. And like you said, you put yourself around select people. Because those people are going to probably build you up when you do reach out to them. And they're going to understand if there's something going on. But you have to prioritize, maybe make a prioritized list of what you need to do and how you need to do it. And you make sure you take care, of always take
2: care of your family, take care of your your home base. So mm-hmm. that's where... Oh yeah, so. that's awesome. It's like, you got to make a deposit at the right banks. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Cause people will family.
0: take out, they will take it out. I know.
2: I know. Yeah, Are I you, um, so like, what's your kind of typical schedule? Like, I don't even know. Like, do you like wake up at 4 a.m.? You're, you know, like, what's, <laughs> is it different now than it was, you know, earlier different. in the year before the corona came?
0: It is different. So, last night I was up at like two because of Avery crying. Yeah. No, but I mean, the thing is, is that kids do make it change. And with everything being at home, my wife, Nestle, she's at home with the children during the day. So, my typical day is usually around five between 5 and 5.30, but we try to get to bed early and try to get the kids down. However, with summer, it's it's, it's creeping in, <laughs> so they want to stay up. Isla's saying it's still bright outside. Uh, she can't go to sleep when it's bright outside. So, you know, those types of deals. However, my schedule starts with drinking water. It starts with the same routine because I found in my development that making a routine helps. Mm-hmm. It's just like if we go to a basketball analogy, you play basketball, Aaron. Yep. You go to the free throw line or you're prepared for any event, you, you, you probably have a routine. And you go through the free throw line, you run through your routine. Because if you run through that routine, most likely you're gonna make the free throw. Mm-hmm. And just go through that routine. So it's just a routine that I developed for myself. And it's something I do because I'm like, hey, I did that. I accomplished that already. It's like that thing when you accomplish one thing or you get someone to you know you're trying to help someone you you say okay they say yes i can do that right. yes i can do that i dr- i had two glasses of water yes you know right. so i start to build that that stuff up you know so it's head.
2: like you start your day with some quick wins absolutely right? yeah what's the what's the number one what's the what's your quick win like what's an example of what was your win this morning or is there one that you do every morning Oh, well, this morning I was working on a project for my
0: course, um, mm-hmm. that's online course. And I was in communication with the person who is actually developed the uh, DVDs and things like that. Yep. That was one of the projects were because we're going to ship those out to people. So what I did is I got up, I communicated with him. He is going to work on that. He's going to smash it out by the end of today. Right. I also followed up with my accountant because today is tax day. <laughs> and uh, just to make sure everything is good. I don't need to do anything. Everything is perfectly fine, he said. So those were the two big wins I did right away today. I myself, and you helped me with this, is that I have a little journal
2: mm-hmm. and
0: I kind of create a few things at night. So when I end my workday, that's what I create that list and that I put that on my chair. So when I get to my desk, those are things I knock out in the morning or throughout the day and I make sure they're done.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. And when do you do like your, do you have like a time a day where you do like your deep work where you're like, okay, I got a two hour block to go deep on something. And, and let me back up and just say like, mm-hmm. some of these quick wins are things that did probably didn't take you a lot of time. It was just saying, hey, there's my expectation is I'm going to make these phone calls, right? Correct. And then there's deeper work where you might not get a lot of things done or complete, but you'll do a lot of work. Is there a different time of the day that you do that? Yeah, usually what I do, and I help
0: with um, a lot of different things in my business Mm -hmm. still. So I I kind of, I like to find out what, I gotta do. So, like, say for instance with billing, because we bill insurances or our contracts or whatever, we got to bill out our services. And I always block out, I would say two hours in the day, and it's usually like midday because I the morning I have that routine, and then sometimes I have to, you know, I do my fitness, I do other things I need to do right away, make calls and things like that. Because I prioritize that stuff. And then the midday I do the things I need to do. And then end of the day, I respond. And the responding is usually like, you know, say if if I got to get back to someone and do all those other things, because I think it's good to have your agenda take precedence so if you are someone who has children if you are someone who has or thinking about having kids and you want to know how to be productive I say schedule it and schedule it when you feel is best some people are better in the morning some people are better at night it just depends but I'm yeah. midday I can knock out a lot of stuff and I have the rest of the afternoon to get done what I need to get done before I
2: wrap up my day yeah. Your your kids are still taking naps, right? That's exactly
0: what you're talking about right there,
2: man.
0: Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. There's
2: probably you probably have like a nine AM the youngest Avery has a nine a.m. and probably an yep. afternoon nap. There's the yep. six year old does she yeah. still nap?
0: Yeah, Isla. So uh four, man. She's six four. Oh <laughs> shit. <she's... laughs> but they're two and four, right? And yes, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so Isla, she she has no napping at home policy. Only okay. when she goes to daycare or to the center. Okay. So yes, she she just doesn't. But she has downtime, and that's right. when that's okay. when I knock it out. Because
2: I was just thinking about that. I was like middle of the day. I was like because yeah. my my deep work is like as soon as I get to you know I I get some wins in the morning before everyone wakes up. Make my mm-hmm. bed, you know, fire back a couple things, you know. But then I come in at like nine thirty to twelve is when I can really kind of hunker down and, and get some of that work. But I couldn't do it during that time when my kids were younger. Now that they're older, you know, so it shifts around for me a little bit. So I I just think what you shared is awesome. And, you know, I'm like, well, yeah, for me, it's like shifted. But everyone has that time where they're most productive. Absolutely, man. And and like you
0: said, I think you got to think about it that way. Because productivity is interesting. You're working on stuff. And maybe you didn't complete the actual project. Mm -hmm. But you did
2: put that work in so yeah that is work yeah it is it's awesome so it's tough to sometimes i think go from treating people and you've got one person every 20 minutes or 30 minutes you like hey i'm done to saying hey i've got this project that's going to take me hours or weeks and it not feeling like you've ever finished it right because right. you spend so much time on it but it's a different mindset shift from almost it's probably one of the pieces from being like a uh, an employee to a business owner. And I think, you know, if, if you would love it, if you share, like, how did you change from mindset of like, Hey, I'm, I have my own business to self-employed to like, actually like being like, how do you say like now I'm business owner rather than, Hey, I'm, I have my own job. Like yeah. what, what was that change for you? What is the big difference?
0: I think the big difference is understanding my responsibility.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And sometimes it's challenging to offload or delegate and even try not to do as much because you're used to doing a lot if yeah. you are someone who has a, already has a practice. So the mind shift change was that I had to help people become better. And by helping them become better, what that's going to do is going to help them in life. It's going to help them in our business, but also too, it's going to help me not have to feel like I have to do so much and be so Mm. overwhelmed. And that was mindset shift. But I would say the biggest thing is, is that I continue to work on myself and I try to learn from trial and error. I try to learn from other people like yourself who have employees. I try to learn from education and just Mm. try to keep myself
2: active in that way. Awesome, man. Thanks for sharing. That's important. You know, what, you know, Here's one of the things that I know about you, and you probably know this, but you maybe not, is like, you're great on video. Like, I see thanks, you on video. I'm like, hey, there's Preston. I'm like, oh, thanks, man, dude. You feel, look really comfortable on video. You got Appreciate the, you, know, you how'd you figure that out? Like, because so many people are like, oh, I'm horrible. And like, how, how'd you get comfortable? How'd you figure it out? I'm, I'm sure it wasn't something that, you know, I don't know if it, maybe it did come natural, but
0: it was not something natural, man. And one of the things is, is that it's, it's a, again, here you go. Mindset. If you mess up, you mess up. You just keep going and you aren't afraid to mess up because you got to be perfectly imperfect. It's okay. We mess up. We're not polished. I'm not polished. You're not polished. You know, we're all human beings and being okay with that. And also too, I would say don't necessarily, if you're someone who struggles with being on video or talking in front of big groups and things like that don't necessarily think about how they're going to, people are going to judge you, right? You just, you have to do your, your own thing. You have to go out there and be yourself, you know, be, be human. People like that. And I, I just do the same thing. Like as if I'm talking to you right now, when we met in person, right. you're like, what's up, man. I'm like, Hey, what's up? You know, it's, it's yeah. not natural, man. I, I just don't feel like I I have to do that to put on some type of you know show or anything different i just Mm -hmm. i just try to be myself and i try to help people like that's the initiative like as soon as yeah. I get out of bed, I'm trying to help people, even if it's the kids. You know, go yeah. back to sleep. I'm right. Helping them go back to
2: sleep. Go <laughs> back to sleep. I know. Mom needs to keep sleeping. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh man, well that's awesome. That's powerful. Um, yeah, I think a lot of I know a lot of people struggle with with those kinds of things with right. for their marketing and stuff. Is there anything else um, before we uh, finish up? Is there anything else you think, like from what you've learned or your journey that you think? other people listen to the show need to hear or should know about like, what's the question I didn't ask you?
0: Well, I think what my thought process and what I do to help other people like myself, other PTs who are trying to get out of either building a solo PT business, or they're trying to get out of a job and they are trying to build an actual business mm-hmm. is that you have to first start with assessing yourself. And this is what I call the Preston's ABC formula yeah. is you have to assess yourself. Because you have to assess where you're at, you got to assess what you're doing. Because most likely, it, it isn't necessarily that you're doing it wrong, but you could probably work on things. And you always can. And that's the one thing I love about you is like you always are working on yourself. You, you are asking me like, man, how did you do that? You know, because you're thinking about how you could do it for yourself. Yeah. And you're always willing to learn. And that's the awesome part about working with somebody like yourself is that you're all, you're always assessing and becoming that person or becoming where you want to go because mm-hmm. if you don't necessarily have a vision and you don't have a clarity on where you want to go that is a big struggle and I didn't have it I did not I didn't know what I wanted to do I just knew that I didn't want to be overwhelmed overworked going to bed you know like dreading waking up I didn't want that mm-hmm. and I didn't want that I didn't want it for my kids to see either uh and then the last thing i would say is so abc so we assess become, come and then we change so you have mm-hmm. to change and that's where you shift and what you do is you build up your people around you you leverage time you leverage funds or money because mm-hmm. i didn't even mention when i started my business it, it was i had no no debt starting the business um There's debt that incurs when you get employees and things. There's all kinds of things go on, but that was one of my biggest fears. I didn't want to spend all this money because I already already had student loans and things like that. So the ABC method or the formula to get from one point to the other, I think that was the biggest thing for me is just going through that process. And I set this up in a step nine step program where I just show you how to do it.
2: That's awesome. That takes a lot of self-awareness to, do that and figure it out.
0: <laughs> it's tough, man. It's, it's impressive,
2: tough. <laughs> right? That's awesome, man. Well, uh, dude, I really appreciate you being on here. Um, we got to go in just a few minutes. I got uh, two more questions for you. <laughs> what are the next? What do the next three to five years look like for Preston Brown? Well. I'm
0: working on developing my coaching business. That's one of the big things I want to do is help other people like myself who are struggling, who want to help more people, but they don't know how, or they want to get out of a rut if they're overworked and just not feeling great. I am going to continue to be present with my family friends that are close and relationships. I want to continue to succeed. I want to build a business that helps people day in and day out. And the people who are inside of my business or inside of my community, meaning clients, patients, families, employees, I want to help them. And especially like during this time of uncertainty, mm-hmm. we have actually just continued to do what we're doing and helping people. We get it constantly. People will call and say, just thank you for going and being, you know, there, you know, to help us out. And that's something I want to do. So the next three to five years is just continue where I'm at, but I want to build something that is going to continue to help a lot more people.
2: Wow, man, that's awesome. And if someone wants to learn more about you, find you, connect with you online, where do they find you? Like, what's your website or where's the best social media place to connect with you? Yeah.
0: So PrestonBrown.com. So it's Preston, P-R-E-S-T-O-N, B-R-O-W-N.com. That's my um, coaching website. Also, um, you can connect with me on social Facebook. So you can look me up, Preston Brown. And then also too, like I said, that program we developed for older adults, 65 and older. It's called sitgetfit.com. If someone, maybe you're a PT and you're looking for something for your patients that are over 65 and you can't get to them, you know, reach out to me. We can figure something out to help them out as well. And uh, yeah, I'm always trying to be available, make myself available if you have any questions or anything like that.
2: Awesome, man. Appreciate it. Well, you're crushing it, Preston.
0: Appreciate you, Aaron, man. Thank you. I appreciate
2: the time, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for being here on the show. And this is Aaron LeBauer and Preston Brown for the Cash PG Lunch Hour. Uh, Assess, become, and change. And we'll see you on the next episode.
1: Hey, what's up? It's Aaron. Real quick, if you're just starting a cash-based physical therapy practice or you already have one and you wanna learn how to grow it and scale it, This is for you. I just released my brand new book, The Cash PT Blueprint, because I want to get this book in the hands of every physical therapist out there. I want to give it away to you for free. All I ask is that you pay a little bit of shipping and handling, and you'll not only get the steps to create your own cash practice, but the tools to grow it and scale it beyond what everyone else thinks is possible. To snag your copy right now, go to cashptblueprintbook.com. That's C-A-S-H-P-T B-L-U-E-P-R-I-N-T-B-O-O-K dot com. And we you get your copy, give me a shout-out somewhere on social media, and we'll talk to you soon.